Hello, I'm Martin Park. You can call me Coach. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I'm going to discuss the topic, who can and should you trust when it comes to nutrition, health, well-being, and diet advice, particularly via the internet. Knowing who to trust when you don't have a lot of knowledge of your own on whatever subject you are seeking advice on can be difficult. But I have a couple of recommendations that I believe, if followed consistently, will give you a much better opportunity of finding advice that is not only relevant to you and your specific situation, but also less likely to be biased. And my first recommendation is the most important. And if all you do is wholeheartedly take on this single piece of advice, then, as Sia sang, you'll become bulletproof. Recommendation number one, the first and most important person to learn to trust is yourself, as there will be no one on the internet who is going to be looking out for you and your interests as much as you are. So it is of prime importance that you acquire the skill of being able to help yourself by learning how to critically evaluate the advice you come across. To be able to do this, you need to learn to separate your emotions, your biases and your expectations so that you become a useful resource and ally to yourself. And this is something that is not that hard to learn as long as you apply one basic principle. And that principle is, whenever you are trying to understand or research something in relation to nutrition, health, well-being and diet, once you have decided on some course of action or belief, then always seek out the opposite advice and point of view before forming an opinion or taking an action. An example of that would be, you just watched a clip or read an article by someone that explained how important it is to eat all of your carbohydrates in the morning, and then none for the rest of the day if you want to lose the fat on the lower part of your belly. And you liked this advice as you had some belly fat and this sounded like a good way to get rid of it. But by applying this principle first, what you would do before you started dramatically changing around your diet based on one person's advice is you would seek out the opposite advice before forming an opinion or taking an action. Now you can do that via Google or you could use an AI chatbot. All you would do, whether via chatbot or Google, is take the central point of the statement and turn it into a question. If I only eat my carbohydrates in the morning, will I lose my lower belly fat? And then write that into the text panel and hit enter. This is what I did with ChatGPT for this example, and this is the answer that it gave me. There is no guaranteed way to target fat loss in a specific area of the body, such as the lower belly by adjusting your carbohydrate intake. It is also worth noting that spot reduction, or the idea that you can target fat loss in a specific area of the body, is not supported by scientific evidence. When you lose weight, you lose fat from all over your body, not just one specific area. So, consuming carbohydrates only in the morning is not going to cause you to lose lower belly fat. For me, that answer is the truth as I know it to be. But, do you have to believe that? No, you don't. You can choose whether to believe the first opinion, eating all your carbohydrates in the morning will help you lose your lower belly fat, or the second opinion, it won't make any difference at all. You now have two opposing points of view, and what you do with that is up to you. By doing this, by applying this principle, you are training yourself to actively seek out and consider a different opinion, the opposite opinion, and in my experience, this gives you the opportunity to make a more informed decision, and one that is potentially more suitable to your specific situation. Let's look at another example. You have had a checkup, and you have found out that you are deficient in vitamin D. So you do a search online to find out how to fix it, 
and you'll watch a very convincing clip on the benefits of canned salmon as it contains a high proportion of vitamin D, which it does. After watching the clip, you could just leave it at that and move on to the supermarket and buy some cans of salmon, or you could apply your newfound principle and seek out a different opinion and an opposing point of view. In doing this, you discover on a channel for vegetarians that the alternative opinion to eating salmon is to either get some sun, or if that isn't possible or desired, then you can take a vitamin D supplement or eat vitamin D fortified foods. So again, this has given you the opportunity to make a more informed decision and one that is potentially more suitable to your specific situation. If you hate the taste of salmon and the only advice you took was the first one, then you will be shoveling food that you can't stand to eat into your body for no particular reason other than you were told to by someone on the internet. Alternatively, if you love salmon but you weren't eating it because you just won't, then go get some cans and get into it. The choice is yours and you have given yourself that choice by seeking out an opposing view. And these are just lightweight examples. Sometimes the search may be for what do I do if I have prostate cancer? Or is there anything I can do to help my autistic child recover? And then with this depth of question, the need for multiple points of view in an internet world of possible misinformation is extremely important. And what have you got to lose by applying this other than a bit of time? Even if you find that you mostly stick to the first piece of advice that you seek out, you will never go wrong by challenging it before committing to a course of action. So this recommendation will always be a benefit to you. Recommendation number two. Be very careful who you choose to be your go-to person or people or channel when it comes to seeking nutrition, health, well-being and diet advice. Who you choose to regularly visit in regard to this type of information can have a massively positive or negative impact on you and your life and your outcomes. We aren't talking about which is the best Android phone under $500 or how can I remove the tea stains from my teapot or what type of pet would be best for a studio apartment in the city. No, you are seeking guidance on what is possibly the most important aspect of your life, your health and well-being. This is super serious stuff and it should be approached with the right and appropriate level of respect for yourself, for your family and your people and your friends as everyone gets affected if something happens to you in an unnecessarily negative way. This is all about respect. Respect for you and everyone else in your world. So don't be lightweight and flippant with it as you would be if you were looking for advice on how to boil an egg. So again, be very careful who you choose to be your go-to person or people or channel when it comes to seeking nutrition, health, well-being and diet advice as you are empowering them with a great responsibility and you better hope that they are up to the task of giving you what you want and need. How do you go about choosing? Well, here is my 10-point checklist when it comes to seeking who you could trust in relation to your nutrition, health, well-being and diet advice. And the person or persons or channel giving the advice would ideally meet all or most of these requirements. 1. They have some type of formal training in health and nutrition and diet. And unfortunately, that does not mean they are a doctor or a PhD holder or a researcher of this, that and the other. It means that they have some type of formal training specifically in health and nutrition and diet. Two, they have been practicing professionally in their field for a minimum of 10 years, which would equate to thousands of people they have helped and assisted. And this is important because theory and practice are not the same thing at all. Three, 
they have a clear understanding of the limitations of nutrition research and are transparent about the level of evidence supporting their recommendations. Four, unless they are a qualified research scientist themselves, they do not attempt to quote and promote so-called science and evidence-based information in the hope of convincing you with their cherry-picked and pre-biased interpretations. Five, even though they may be a proponent of a particular ideology or regime, they are open-minded and inclusive and non-judgmental in their approach to giving advice and recommendations. Six, they are compassionate and cordial in their approach and don't exhibit any type of aggression or militant behavior or zealotry. Seven, they have a holistic understanding of health and wellness and prioritize individual needs and preferences rather than a one-size-fits-all approach. Eight, they are constantly and continuously educating themselves so as to keep abreast of anything new and potentially useful for their audience. Nine, they don't try to sensationalize or trivialize complex issues with clickbait headings like eliminate arthritis in one day with this secret remedy or stop eating this if you want to live to be 100. And 10, they themselves walk the walk that they preach. That is my top 10 checklist requirements for deciding on who you should choose to be your go-to person or people or channel when it comes to seeking nutrition, health, well-being and diet advice. These are two simple recommendations that if followed will make a big difference. One, train yourself to be an unbiased and critical researcher. And two, choose your providers of information with care and a protective eye. I thank you for listening and I look forward to spending some time with you again. Bye for now.